1: Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, happy Tuesday. That's right. Let's make it a happy Tuesday. We know the Lions are struggling right now, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But just know, you have Matt Stafford as your quarterback. And when you have Matt Stafford as your quarterback, it's going to be a happy Tuesday. And you always got a shot during the season to make the playoffs, even when things look darkest. So, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, keep drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. And we appreciate you listening. On the pod today, we break down that game, that heartbreaking loss, and we try to look forward. So, everybody, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Instagram, at kool aid Twitter, at DrinkingLions. And last but not least, it's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool Aid, a Detroit
2: Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans. UJ.
3: I've been really drinking a lot of Kool Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool Aid called Weller.
2: Bob. It's hard to find the losses here. (laughs) (laughs) Stafford, regular
4: season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor
0: got to be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows
1: nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. All right, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We are back. It's November 4th, 9.56 p.m. We were recording this at, And the Lions have come off another Heart-breaking loss. 31-24 <laughs> loss uh, to the Oakland Raiders can we stop this Oakland. damn losing thing already? Um, but we got Rut Dog, we got Yo. Bob, we got Connor, and we got UJ
2: Yo. all on the
1: line Yo. to try to break this down for you and try to give you some Kool-Aid. Um, uh, boys, I, I, I just want to start. Uh, let, let's go right to the play call. Hmm? Uh, the Lions got let's down do to it. the one-yard line and an incomplete pass to Logan Thomas in the back of the end zone. Good play call, bad play call. Let's start with um, let's start with you, Bob.
2: Yeah, uh, terrible play call. When you when I first saw the our two best receivers going off the field before that play, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And then they do that bunch formation, and then I did think we called a timeout
1: or something on that, or (laughs) I didn't know what was going on.
2: Yeah, I mean they well the um, Raiders had called a timeout right before that, right?
3: So we yeah Raiders we could have
2: brought in any play there. And uh, Yeah, they I, saved I us. Like they, they tried oh, to get us win. Think, I think we did better off uh, freewheeling out there than what we
4: did. Does anybody so. think it was
1: a good play call? I do.
2: All no. right.
4: Why is that? Uh, well, you know, initially, I didn't like that it was a play action. Everyone knew it was going to be a pass. Uh, but upon further review, I was watching. We were looking at it before the we started this. And actually, if Bushi does literally anything besides what he did where he like peels off into the flat to like block nobody and lets his guy pressure Stafford. Stafford gets even a fraction of a second longer. Jesse James is breaking wide open to the left pylon, the front pylon and it would have been an easy touchdown. So they call the touchdown play and it was, it would have worked if he didn't just blow his assignment. So I don't have a problem with the call.
1: Yeah, I would, I, would agree. I, I, I would agree with that a little bit. Maybe not the best play call still be, um, because yeah, I I, obviously mean, a good play call wouldn't have put Ibushi uh, in that situation. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, he should know his
2: assignment. They knew Abushi assignment. was out there, so you don't run But way, it, if you
1: watch the bad. play, Abushi is blocking his guy for a second, then d- d- just leaves him, goes run, out and runs in the flat for
4: no reason. He ran around <laughs> him. Like, he just didn't do his assignment. I mean, that's there's no excuse for that. He should know his job. And actually, Stafford put a really good pass on Logan
1: Thomas. It was not his hands for a moment. Then it got yeah. uh, ripped out. So, probably, yeah. probably as good a
3: pass as you can expect in that and, situation. Uh, Logan Thomas
1: six six, and the other guy was five 5'9". Uh, so, I mean, it was like a distinct size advantage, if you want to yeah. put it up that way. And it Logan was... Thomas didn't make a nice catch before that. And he, he's had pretty reliable hands throughout the season. It's not the worst play yeah. call when you break it down. Uh, it's executed. I thought it was a
0: horrible
2: play call. I disagree.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you need you need to give yourself all your best options out there and Logan Thomas being your second best choice on that run is is not good. I'm sorry. I mean, I know Stafford's great.
4: They didn't like use his strengths warm. either. I would say why like why are you making him run at an angle that makes him have to like jump with momentum that's going to carry him, you know, off of point of the pass. Like he's falling down instead of being able to high point it, because he's running. I don't know. Yeah. I I agree with some of that, but I mean the play worked if the guy does his job. So I I think had, it was uh, an acceptable play call.
2: Marvin Jones and Galladay having great days. Sure hands out there. Put them out there. Put your best guys out there. Yeah, I I, I didn't
1: fully I don't understand disagree I totally with disagree. that. There's two things I wanted All to right. see. Either that, um, with them out there spread it out, or second I don't know why teams don't do this. Like Kenny Galladay is what six foot three, right? Four. Six foot yeah. four? Just yeah. put them in, in a shotgun or something and just tell them just take the ball, run, and jump as high as you can and just stretch your arms out as far as you can. All we need is three feet. Uh, yeah.
3: Uh,
4: yeah. I mean, maybe. But but you're yeah. telling
1: me you can't get the ball over the goal line that way?
4: I generally don't like – You can jump over that. anybody.
0: I don't, I, mean, I don't know about putting out you, no, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: you guys are talking about how they knew we weren't going to run it. So, that being said, why – not have your best receivers out there. If it's so obvious that we're going to pass, like, I don't know the place call seems even worse when you describe it like that. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what they
1: were going to think. Connor. That's why we didn't do it. I mean, like my, basically, like
4: I said, the play effectively worked. It just wasn't blocked appropriately, but it was a dumb blown uh, assignment. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with that.
2: Wow. You just had the Raiders. All right. their, uh, that doesn't even make sense,
4: Bob. The play worked. Jesse James was coming wide open if Stafford didn't get pressured by a blown assignment. I don't I mean that the play wasn't the problem. All
1: right, but alright, so let's let's go to maybe probably the bigger issue and the one that a lot of Lions fans are really harping on, and that is the Lions defense. Right now, they are the thirty first ranked defense, and a guy that we don't really mention because Matt Patricia seems to being in control of the defense, um, but Paul Pascalone is actually the guy that is calling the plays uh, during the game, supposedly, at least according to Matt Patricia. Whether that's true or not true completely, I'm not sure. I think it's kind of along the lines of Bill Belichick where he uh, hands the responsibilities off to somebody else and then interjects whenever he 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 just he has a feeling for a certain play call at a certain time in the game. Um, I mean, what do you guys think? Because uh, clearly the defense is the biggest issue right now that we have.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. a huge liability. I mean, essentially it's Stafford carrying the team out there. Great 27th in run defense, 31st in yards, and 27th in points against. So this is definitely a great weakness. And when you're supposed to have this defensive genius as your head coach, it's a little frustrating to watch. Yeah, especially when they
2: brought in their players, you know, over the last couple of years. So it should be Patricia's system now. So it's not looking good at this time.
4: No. Certainly not. I mean, it doesn't help that we're having a lot of injuries at key positions. Tracy Walker being out this game, I think really hurt, but no, I mean, it's not like we were playing lights out before that. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened this year to our scheme. Like we became this hyper conservative defense that we're trying to play this like blanket style coverage thing. And it's just so boring to watch and it's not even effective. So why? Why are we not being aggressive like we were against the Giants? Sure, they put up points against us, but we caused points because we were aggressive. Like I mean, I no, just don't exactly. get it. I, yeah. I completely
1: disagree with that. I think we blitzed a lot in this game. We got burned on it a few yeah. times, especially in some crossing yeah. routes in this game. So I would actually disagree with that. It just wasn't effective blitzing and bad play bl-
4: timing yeah. with the play calls. That's even worse than if we can't but, even but call like good play calls. Rushing.
0: But rushing three isn't working either. Like, we're getting torched on that, too. So, like, what's the solution here, you know?
4: Well,
3: like, yeah. the key, the key. It comes down to we can't stop the run. And that was the key to the defense last year when we were doing good, is they, no one can run against us. Everyone can run against us this year. And, and I don't know if it's because of the injuries or because the is just not playing well or, or whatever it is but uh well the, the the key is we can't stop the run and and everything falls apart after that
1: the so. biggest concern of the run is actually our linebacker play our three linebackers are three of some of the lowest rated uh players in the NFL right now at their yeah. at their positions Gerard davis literally the lowest rated linebacker according to pff right now in the league um and yeah. ma- that's more because of his uh Pass coverage and his run tackling. Actually, running, rushing the passer, not too bad. He's actually one of the higher rated linebackers. But in terms of stopping the run and pass coverage, he is struggling mightily. And they have a lot of faith in this linebacking core. I think going forward too, even next year, because everybody, everyone on our linebacking core right now, um, after this weekend, Christian Jones just got extended two years, uh, is under contract for next year as well.
0: Yeah, I don't get, I don't get that extension at all. I know Zach, exactly you agree with me.
3: Other than that, it was a cheap extension. It didn't cost him a lot. But I don't, Other than that, I
4: didn't yeah. see it. I don't have a problem with it if you, your intention is to upgrade over him and make him a rotational guy because I think that's what he should be. He's a solid rotational linebacker, and we have him basically starting and playing extensive snaps. But we need someone better than him out there most of the time. That's that. So, like, having him as depth, I'm fine with if that's their plan. But if they plan to start him, then I don't like it.
1: All right, so uh, I'm, I'm, we need to turn this around here, right? Like, is there cause for hope for the defense in the second half of the season?
4: Always I'm, hope. We have eight games left.
1: We, yes, yeah, and I'm, I'm. Let's let's sit here and think. Like, how how is that going to happen? And I think that's going to start up front. Hopefully, Mike Daniels gets healthy. Hopefully, Hand can stay on the field. Yeah, that's um, a big he, one. he left the field again here. Tracy Walker will be back um Darius Slade played top notch this is he had 30 there was 31 pass attempts and there was none his way I mean that that's quite remarkable I think
2: yeah yeah I mean yeah. so he's still I, playing at a high level the second this, most uh, coverage system, I was hoping it would kick in like uh like the Patriots used to do they'd start out terrible and then it would all like gel yeah, Something yeah.
1: Would be I mean great. that's what happened last yeah, year that, with yet. our defense right it was. It was. Yeah. yeah, our defense was really shaky, yeah. and then the second half of the year it turned on. Hopefully, yeah, that's what's
4: really, going to happen here. I really don't think it helps that we're playing essentially third-string safeties now. I mean, we're we're down to guys who weren't starting, or or rotational guys somewhat at the beginning of the season. They're now our starters. That's making it pretty hard on the back end.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, then, and at the beginning of the season, we were counting on our our secondary to really carried the team and we were rushing three men sometimes four, but then counting on our secondary to cover it was so good. The quarterback couldn't find anybody, but you know, eventually that, you know, we couldn't stop the run. So now the secondary's getting nicked up. It's, it's fraying at the edges. <laughs> we're just, uh, we can't keep it together.
1: So let me give um, you, um, I'm going to give you one um, positive here from this game for sure is snacks. Um, had his best game of the season. Uh, he, the last last year, he was our highest-rated defensive player five times, according to Pro Football Focus. And this is the first game of the season where he was our best-rated defense player. He had a really good game. He was actually really good against the run. You wouldn't know it because our run game, was. Uh, we still weren't able to stop that. Mind you, we gave him 170 rushing yards. I think 40 was on one fake punt. Uh, 34. It was 34 yards on one fake punt that we were in la-la land on, I think. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, yeah, are kidding. But besides that, uh, Josh Jacobs actually two yards below his season average uh, on uh, per carry. He had 4.3. He was averaging, I think, 6 or 6.3, something like that. Uh, so it, it wasn't as bad, maybe, as it seemed. Uh, <laughs> in terms of the run game, it in turns into the run game because a lot of that damage was in the first half. The second half, they definitely were way, way better. Uh, so they did make some adjustments here in the second half. Uh, so that that's a positive as well. I mean, it was a little too little too late in in some regard to that uh but
2: well when you when you put it that way we're pretty good
4: (laughs) (laughs) we still get i still feel like we're getting shammed on some calls every once in a while too which doesn't help with how much we're struggling like that that one will harris Broke on that yeah. pass perfect in the end zone.
3: That was a, that was a bad. It problem. was a perfect yeah, you know, pass breakup. Terrible. And
4: they call that, and then it should have been a field goal attempt. Instead, it's a touchdown attempt. And they get, you know, four downs yeah. on the one. So, that was crap. But, yeah, I mean, they, really they don't.
3: don't blame it, blaming the refs again. No, no, man, I'm
4: saying, though, the problem crazy. is we can't afford those one calls. Like, that's we're playing, like, on a razor-thin margin.
3: You're right. You're right. Yeah. So we get, you're going to get a couple of those calls like that and it's going to go against you. But yeah, like you said, the razor thin margin. We need to get ahead of that. We need to be, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but, uh, we're not doing it right now. Yeah. The defense,
2: you know, they, they were causing turnovers like in the first few games and, uh, punching the ball out and all that, that seems to have gone away. We, we had yeah. a good chance for an interception in this game, which would have turned things. Yeah, Taman nice Wilson oh, just missed God. one
1: there. Uh, and then the next play, they score a touchdown to take the
3: lead. Yeah. That when been was been the last huge. time we had an interception? Hmm? That uh, a good question. <laughs> no one can remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, was it the one <laughs> on uh,
4: Coleman against uh, the one where it bounced off the dude's chest against the, was it yeah, the Chiefs? Yeah, I think that's yeah. it. And he ran it. It was so Benny
2: it. Blades in the silver. Yeah. <laughs> <game>. oh, <no. laughs>
1: um but l- let's let's turn this around for a moment um and let's just focus on what is working and that is the offense um and especially Matt Stafford Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones in particular how good these guys have looked all year and it it really culminated in this game uh the Lions only had 90 rush yards uh averaged four and a half yards to carry again the the, ru- the run game was just kind of there uh for show Um, But it's really the Matt Stafford show out there, and he is just unbelievable. 406 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, and that one interception was a fantastic play uh, by Worley of the Raiders. It was a one-handed interception. Still could have been a better throw probably from Stafford in terms of uh, throwing it higher uh, where only his receiver can catch it. Still not his best throw, but uh, still a great play.
2: Yeah, um, but there was. I didn't think there was any reason to risk that throw. We were like first and ten at the twenty at that point. Yeah, but it, yeah. You know, I don't
1: mind because that's how they've been playing all year, and it's worked out a lot more than it hasn't. Yeah. Uh it's 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 Matt Stafford's best style of football when he's taking kind of those risks. I love when I he's know. throwing it
0: down the field. Yeah, man. I get well,
2: yeah. it. Yeah, I want to throw it down. Oh, the field yeah, safely.
0: I don't want to Well, it's so, very. It's very. Well, nobody far, wants to. Most of the time, it's magical, but just occasionally you get torched by it. I think that's, you know, but, like, he, he's going to keep playing. You know, like that's just who Stafford is. So.
4: Yeah, I'll take aggressive passing over more conservative passing all day, especially considering we don't have a run game to balance out this offense. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm all I aggressive, think, yeah, just how reckless. Jim Bob had us being very conservative in the past game, and Stafford's numbers dipped so. Just I mean, about Stafford, something different from the one there on that last play. Well, we we would have been down by much more than seven if Jim Bob had called that
3: <laughs> game. <so. laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's it's ex- ex- it's exceptionally remarkable how well Stafford's playing, considered that all we are right now is Stafford and our receivers with no running game, no defense. Our special teams are generally okay, but they make boneheaded plays like that fake punt. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's really just Stafford and his receivers. This is our whole team. Can right we also now.
1: give, can we give, those, give some props to the uh, offensive line, at least for their pass blocking? Maybe not for the run. Yeah, but absolutely. The pass blocking has been
4: solid. Yeah, Sorry, I mean, he's very got time solid. there to decipher the plays and everything like that. It seems um, like most of the time, the only time we really get burnt is when they do some clever blitzes, like blindside blitzes, or occasionally... When we have no run game, to keep them honest, they beat one of our tackles. But most of the time, he's got a clean pocket. Or enough room to maneuver, at least. Yeah. So Stafford,
1: yeah. Stafford's right now second in the league in touchdowns at 19. He's three behind Russell Wilson. Um, he's played one less game than Russell Wilson. Um, and, he's, and Stafford is also leading the league in yards per game. And he's fourth in yards right now, 100 yards or so. Um, behind the leader and he's played one less game as well. So he he's clearly having man, the Lions are just a couple of these bogus uh games whether it's the Chiefs or it's the Packers, the Cardinals game hmm. um away from them having a good record and him being in the lead for the MVP discussion. Damn. Yeah. It's yeah. a killer. If this ifs is the and best buts he's ever played nuts. <laughs> Every time, yeah. especially in the, you know, the broadcast view where he's throwing up these deep passes, you can't see where the ball's going to right away. You just have the utmost confidence it's going to be completed the way he's playing right now. Yeah, it is nice. It's more surprising when they don't complete it than when he does.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's, it doesn't seem like we've hit the ceiling yet with this offense. These so plays we've left out there. No, yeah, absolutely. as great as we've been. It's, it, so on, I'm the, on the road, you can't fumble
1: it. the ball away, <laughs> especially on a we're handoff. Not.
2: Yeah, that was kind of weird, but because yeah. the Raiders yeah.
1: did score 14 points off turnovers in this game, so I will say that.
4: I just, I think like the thing is to like the all this these little play these little things. It's coming down to the only reason that we're even having these like close games where we're it's coming down to like a few stupid calls by the refs or whatever. It's just so many mistakes. We've been playing so like the what's the opposite of mistake free football? it's been constant Not mistakes mistake. in every every game it's like you can point to at least a, like two or three maybe four unforced errors on the lions that are like pivotal and cause something big i mean like the vikings game we give up a free touchdown attempt because we go offsides on a you know a 5-yard a, a fourth and 5 for for a field goal attempt things like that like we're constantly shooting ourselves in the foot I feel like this yeah. team needs like a like a come into Jesus moment, like in uh like the movie Miracle, you know. Again, again, just just run them till they're freaking ragged, and they drill it into their heads they need to get their act together and quit making dumb mistakes. Yeah, yep.
0: that doesn't fly in the NFL the same way it does in college,
4: though. Or Olympics. Yeah. What did you guys think
0: of uh of Darius Slay's comments? How
2: they They got the puzzle together, but they're putting the pieces in the wrong place. He said it's the same thing they do. Nothing's new they're doing against them, but they're making the same mistakes every week.
4: That's a so I don't don't discouraging.
2: But
1: But, so I want to focus back on the wide receivers for a moment. So um, the stats from this game uh, are: we had two hundred yard receivers for the week. Uh, It's really exciting to say that. Uh, Kenny Galladay, one hundred thirty-two. Um, And a touchdown. Marvin Jones, another touchdown, 126 yards, and I mean, Marvin Jones is so fun to watch right now, man. Does look So fun to watch. Fantastic. Um, it it just, just incredible. Uh, so let's. Um, I want to go to Matt Stafford's throw of the week. I think there's a. We can go anywhere with this one, really. Yeah. Uh, Dog had a. a, I like your one that you suggested me before the podcast. Oh yeah.
4: The. The one where Stafford did his little bootleg and uh, was getting immediately pressured and he just did his little side arm throw out to Amendola in the flat. I just thought that was such a brilliant pass. And Amendola did a great job of extending the route and making the catch. And it was just, I don't know, that was just top notch. I thought it was amazing.
3: That was. That guy was in Stafford's face. So oh, as soon yeah. He turned around, the guy was there and he just instinctively flicked just it. underhand flicked it. Oh. Yeah, that was, that was an amazing
1: throw. Um, yeah. uh, I, I really liked his throw to a Marvin Jones down the left sideline early in the game for 47 yards. And granted, Marvin Jones made a great catch on it as well, but Stafford put it right in a perfect spot for him to make that is, catch. Is that the one where
2: he Stafford looked off the safety? And, uh, is that yes. the one to? Yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. That was I
1: like that one. Oh my god, so good! We didn't have our Marvin Hall 40-yard uh, throw of the game. <laughs> this is the I know they only used it reverse. They didn't.
2: They
0: didn't throw it's because I predicted. It's cause I predicted multiple 40-yard passes. That's that's why I didn't get one. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be one. So, apologies. That's my fault.
4: <laughs> Way to go, Connor. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, I'll own it. Did you guys have any other candidates okay,
1: to throw out there for this game in terms of Stafford Throw of the Week?
3: I like the I like the touchdown pass to Galladay. It wasn't so much one of the Stafford's like most awesome throws. The game it was pretty wide open, but it was just a great play. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, I there was, enjoy
0: where, there was one throw where he was scrambling and he side it like perfectly into the on receiver, like receiver, uh, receiver back. <laughs> I forgot. Exactly what it was. It was throw. It
1: was a kid. Um, I don't know. I
0: don't know if you remember what I'm talking about, but he like wrapped it around a defender with the sidearm.
4: Was it the one to Amandola I mean, that? Yeah, that might
0: have been it. That I don't even sorry, remember it. who got it.
4: It was in the left flat?
0: But I think so. Stafford okay. rolled
4: out? Yes, I don't
1: know. So it, it seems like our top two candidates, or are, our are three, I guess, is the Gowdy touchdown and, um, the throw to Marvin Hall and then the throw to Amendola for, I think, I think it was an eight-yard game. Oh, yeah, sorry, Marvin Jones, sorry. Marvin we got Jones. too many Marvins in the receiving core. You can't have too many. It used to be too many Jones, <laughs> now we got too many Marvins. So <laughs> We like to keep some sort of consistency. Anyways, um, I th- I'm going to go with Rod Dog. I think what Stafford can do on a play like that is so uniquely
4: Stafford. Yes. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to give it that one. It was an 8-yard game but still. I just love pointing out how dumb everyone was early on in his career. Like he does this sidearm thing and it's just so it's like a bad thing. He, like now it's like he's praised for it again. <laughs> like it's so yeah. exactly I like, his. I
2: like the Marvin Jones one myself, but
4: They're both awesome. It's like it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations yeah. to
1: Matt Stafford. He is again Matt Stafford uh, he's won the Matt Stafford throw of the week. What? Uh, he unbelievable. Uh, he continues to w- He's he continues to win it on his march to the MVP discussion.
4: At this point, I'll just be amazed if someone else wins this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, <laughs>
2: our hundred yard receiver of the week, we got two candidates as well. Yeah, yeah Galladay and
1: Marvin Jones.
2: Uh, I thought we might have three. Amendola was having a good day too. He
3: didn't guess.
4: actually yeah. have that many yards. Well, at,
1: our third, our third top receiver is T.J. Hawkinson, then followed by J.D. McKissick at forty yards. Hawkinson at fifty six. Amendola had twenty nine. His just seemed to that's come
4: good. at really 29. nice moments.
0: I bet he, <laughs> he just came. Wait, in, so he converted have,
4: first downs. I think that's why it just made it seem like he did a, a lot more. We
0: have to pick one then. If we have two hundred yard receivers, do we have to pick a winner. Oh no, they're they're co winners. Of... They're
1: co winners. Uh, okay.
0: Co winners. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was worried about Hawkinson
2: uh, getting his bell rung again. Yeah. Like, yes, but no so,
1: concussion. Yeah. No concussion.
2: Oh, that's good.
4: Yes. That's good. Yes. Um, was that his best game since his fir- <laughs> the first game, yards wise? Yeah, yards wise. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, I, he was wide like open. The, the s-
2: I like Spielman when he's like, "Hey, if it's an upper body injury, just go to Doctor Feelgood and get back out there."
4: You know, <laughs> 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 nice.
1: I like when Spielman announces our games. I like when. Oh, he me too. Our too. He definitely yeah, puts good. a positive uh, spin on something. But he he's got such situation. great
4: like good analysis from his time being you know a pro linebacker. But he's also favorable to the Lions, which is nice. Yes. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah. Um, I, I, let's 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 shift back to the coaching now again for a moment. Uh, a lot of people think Patricia should be fired. Should he be fired? Yes or no?
0: No. No, and by I a lot of people,
1: that. I mean those that negative Lions, you know, online presence that's always lurking out there. One
4: hundred percent, no. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, you,
1: you can't not let him go after two if, yeah. years.
4: Honestly, I feel like I, I don't mean, know, yeah. I, I feel like we, we we have deficiencies and issues he's got to iron out, and he's still growing as a coach. But I still feel personnel is our. It, we just need a few more things on like this yeah. defense. Uh, I mean, I know I love the hawk pick, but. I still can't help but think of what, what we could have done with a you know a better pass rusher or like a linebacker help in the draft this year. I mean, I'm not like it's not a big deal. I'm not harping on it, but like there's you know they would have helped us a little more in the short term this year because we clearly need help pass rush help. But besides that, I don't I don't have a real big problem. Bob Quinn, I have a little more issues with, but I I feel like that's just short term. I feel like long term he's going to have us really competitive in coming years.
0: Yeah, oh. I mean. I don't know if you guys read The Athletic, but there's a great article about Kyle Shannon and how this is his third year, right? And he's 8-0 now, but how his first two years didn't go well at all and how people were calling for his head, but the management gave him time to, like implement the system he needed to. And now they're doing really well. So I think that's really what we have to do with Patricia. Like if you're really committing to this new system, this whole fundamental new way of thinking for the Lions you gotta give him at least three seasons to get it done because it, it's not something that happens overnight.
4: Well put, Gunner. Um, I agree. No, and yeah. I think I, think I mean that's
1: always been the expectation since day one. I believe I I, I truly believe that, especially um, with ownership and all, all the way down. So
4: I I mean we're obviously still gonna win the Super Bowl this year. I just hope for more like you know earlier signs yeah. <laughs> of success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, know. It, I it kind of
2: reset the clock on Quinn when when he got Patricia, but now I think right. they're tied at the hip. You know, if this goes south, they're both. Yeah. There.
1: True. So hopefully.
2: It, uh, it's not it going to
1: They're definitely tied at the hip. Yeah, you, I would say that much for sure. Yeah. Um, especially, right. I mean, because when Bob Quinn came here, he they cleaned the house in the front office. So- yeah, true. The whole reset. And they had a lot of bad contracts that they um kind of moved in and out, and not, not, they're in a g- pretty good place financially. Um, Will next year the Lions make a trade at the deadline or before the season, a la like the one for Jadavian Clowney where they gave up – um, where the Texans gave up – or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Texans gave up two players and a third-rounder. Oh, no. Seattle gave up two players and a third rounder to get Javon Clowney. Do the Lions make a, a trade like that next year? Or is it always going to be kind of this? No, oh, probably. Way? No, we'll
4: pick another team captain yeah, to trade away uh, for a middle dr- round draft pick. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I have a quote. Sorry, Ray go. Right
3: Quinn is, Quinn is thinking long term. All right, and yeah, we're thinking short term as fans. We want to see winning now, but he's thinking for the next couple of years. And uh, I don't blame him. He's not overpaying for anything. He's trying to. He's Going kind to of trade someone? who's going to get a lot of value for it. None of those things happen. It's just the way it is. So. Hey, do you guys connect you know, the defensive
4: struggles to? I'm sorry, UJ. Did, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay, guys. I was going to say, do you guys think the defense is? Because I feel like personally, and this could be wrong, I just seem like they've they've been struggling exceptionally in recent games. And that, do you think morale is an issue since they've traded Diggs away? He was a team captain, a leader, vocal leader. Plus, he was a bit of a tone setter on the field with his hits. I just, I, that's a question yeah. that I've been in my head lately. I think no.
2: I don't think so. No, I don't th- think
1: so. these do pro- These problems are there before, and they, they're, they're still here now, so
4: I don't think that has yeah. too much effect. Do you think he would be better, though, than out there than Will Harris and Tavon Wilson right now, though?
3: Yes. <laughs> Can I can't argue that. I mean, okay. I'd anyway, say... I don't want to harp on too much more. Replacement that's
4: just, level. I think he'd be better than both, but... He was starting over them to begin with but anyway I'd move on that's it i just yeah. had to ask the two games he's been with seattle they given over 30 points too
1: not that it's quite uh, it's any sort comparable. of comparison but i mean he hasn't been playing too good for them
4: he's not a captain for them either he's not a, anyway whatever move on um so man i need to think of another topic <laughs> actually here i have a question about i have a question about hot seat though because essentially you brought up how Patricia's not calling this defense is pascaloni on the hot seat because it's his defense I know Patricia's have got heavy input but it's his defense he's the one calling this abysmal you know d- defense right now yeah I mean I would
1: I would say yes uh you know it's ultimately gonna fall on Patricia next year if we don't right. win and does he want to have a go through another season with uh this much struggle on the defensive side of the ball I would say no um, and again, there's still eight games left in this season. Anything can happen. Yeah. We can still go 11-4-1 uh, and, and, and make a, a massive playoff run on like, anything we've ever seen before in the history of the NFL. We're going to. And speaking of nothing that's mean, ever I mean, happened in the history of the NFL is a Lions Super Bowl. So, I mean, anything I'm, is I'm, possible.
2: I'm, who should be on the hot seat is Chris White, our tight ends coach.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: We've got all this Ooh. talent at tight end, and they're... You know, Hawkinson can't grab these touchdown passes, Let's get his head knocked in. We haven't had the, the passing, uh, the, the run blocking quite the way we should. So that's what I say. Chris White. What an not unexpected hot seat.
3: Does,
4: does, ex- does that extend to the O-line, though? I mean, considering the O-line coach basically has them playing half their assignments good, they're not run blocking well, but they are pass blocking well. Do we need to get yeah. someone well, who can I'm actually just... get that going right? Maybe
2: I just say throw Chris White on the fire just as a sacrifice to get him. <laughs> <pretty scared. But laughs> yeah, I like it. He's probably a great guy, but I don't think he's a job
4: here. <laughs> Human sacrifices bring him back. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's hard to say because I think Hawkins has actually played really well. I, I know he, the numbers have been there since week one and the expectations were through the roof, but overall the tight end group is not playing bad. Although Jesse James is, uh, you know, we, we said the past few weeks, uh, highly paid. Not sure why he's yeah. highly paid. <laughs>
2: you were very high end yeah. coming into the Lions. I,
1: I was because he, well, he showed a lot of I flashes in the Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh didn't really utilize their tight ends. <laughs> Does it, yeah, so does it I'll, seem take, like, I'll
4: take the hit on that one. Does it seem like they're calling the plays for the tight ends? Though? I feel like – I, I expect a lot more like seam routes, and I just don't see them calling it, or are they just not getting open on the seam routes? I, you know what I'm saying? Like I have not seen a seam route thrown, it seems, since the season started. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. And, well, Hawkinson's dropped a couple – you know contested balls in the end zone that he should have had true i mean i'm, I'm not worried about him long term i think he's going to be like a superstar but but i uh, just for this year yeah it's uh could have gotten more out of him
1: let's go to the divisional roundup and this is another reason why it was so frustrating to lose this game for the detroit lions the green bay oh, yeah. loses in san diego minnesota oh. loses in kc the bears lose in philadelphia the Lions had it all sitting there for them to take a big step up and get one game behind Minnesota, two games behind Green Bay. Like
2: just couldn't pull it off. Uh,
1: man, so frustrating. Very frustrating. Like a lot of these Lions games, down on the wire, uh, just just heartbreaking stuff. But um, so Green Bay seven and two, Minnesota six and three, Lions three four and one, Bears three five and zero. Do the Lions still have a shot in this division? I would say yes. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. especially the Green Bay. Man. Green Bay and Minnesota have tough schedules coming up. The Lions are obviously one loss behind, technically two losses behind Minnesota.
4: We um, played our toughest schedule to start, or part of the schedule to start, didn't we? I mean, like, who, what's the hardest games yeah. we have left or teams we already played? Or Yeah, it would be um, our division game. Vikings
0: on the road is our the, hot, toughest game for sure. Yeah. yeah so this
4: is the Lions' remaining
1: schedule, okay? At Chicago this week, um, home against the TV Cowboys, wins. at Washington tough Redskins win yeah uh, home on against the bears on thanksgiving at minnesota home against the buccaneers at denver and then home
4: against the packers
1: for week 17
4: it's time to reverse the trend of losing the packers the last game to take the division how many times does that happen at the last game of the season? Like at least three, I can think of. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's, yeah. Let's let's flip that trend this year. <laughs> <laughs> I think the hard,
3: I think the hardest team we play every week is ourselves.
4: Uh, yes. Yeah, we we, we we really
3: need to f- fix that.
4: Absolutely, I mean, UJ, you and nailed and it. Really,
3: yeah, it. the players say it every week too. They say you got to clean up some things. You make the mistake, I and mean, they're what they're doing. They've got to. That's what's clean so. It up that somehow. is what's so
1: frustrating about this team is that the talent the talent is there
4: it's just execute but that's also what's so encouraging about this team i know like yeah it's frustrating cuz they're yeah, not exactly. pulling it together now but that also tells you they got a few things right going forward clean up a few things they should start rolling and it's they just need i think we've been yeah. like that packers game and that chiefs game just hurt morale a lot, like and just hurt like the swag that we were rolling with, and like they just need to get their get that roll on did, so they can build yeah. that confidence.
0: Yeah, I, I give the Packers game. Like you know, I I get that 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 can really wrench a nail in things, but now it's like that was two or three weeks ago. Like it's time to to nut up or shut up. And oh yeah, absolutely. Because because if you're really producing this winning culture, this patriot way then that loss should be way back in the, in the back burner by now. I mean, I know it hurt, but you I'm know, sure they, yeah.
4: know it's, it's just trend sets. You, how many times are like you have, we started got like painful losses early in seasons and it, you start that losing. and It just seems to like never go away and we get these one play games where we should win them. But then something happens and we don't. And it's just – I I feel like it's not just the Lions. It's like they talk about that with a lot of teams. Like if you – early losses can set like a tone for a season. And I don't think the Lions are going to be like that. And I agree with you, Connor. We should be moving on. I think they are. I just think, you know, they just got to learn how to win again or or at least remember it. (laughs) And I think they will.
0: Yeah. Well said. Well said.
4: They have a lot of
1: players on this team that have been there and won so many games. It's just – a matter of putting it together, and I think they will. They're we're going in the second half here. The schedule's in our favor. The, there's a there's a lot of positives to be, and it starts um it it starts this Sunday at the at Chicago Bears, a team that's struggling in offense right now. If there's ever week to turn around the defense, it's this week. Oh against, yeah. Um, yep. Mitchell Trubisky.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it's uh, unfortunately they like to run the ball. Here, we have a bad here's roster. the question:
4: Will they start Mitch Trubisky or a rock this week? <laughs> <laughs> um all right so we're, we're gonna wrap
1: up this podcast but before we do um we're gonna go around and we usually give our last word but this time we need to give a last word A uh, last word but and tell me why the lions are gonna turn around in the second half of the season
4: all right okay all right so we'll start with you Rud dog all right well you know what this team knows they're capable of winning and they know that the only reason they haven't been their record's not better is their own dumb mistakes and i believe they're going to clean them up and if once they do that winning's going to just start happening because they're just they're better than they've been their record shows and they're going to they're going to sweep the rest of the season and go to the super bowl
0: all right Uh, Let's go with you Connor Um, You know I I do think the defense Will rebound I think Snacks Who hasn't been playing terribly But not up to the standard we have hoped uh, I think Snacks is going to have a big second half Uh, I think big play Slay is going to help dictate that backfield And obviously the biggest reason Is just Matt Stafford and this offense I I don't see them slowing down at all I think they're going to get even better and I think if the Lions end up squeezing a wild card spot or the division, then Stafford will definitely be in the consideration for MVP. Nice. So, yeah, I guess that's like three reasons. I'm sorry it's not one, but, yeah, I think that's why the wanted the rebound.
1: All right. I mean, more <laughs> the merrier. More the merrier. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> How about you, Bob? All
2: right. Uh, last word. I'm going to perform last rites on this team. No, 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 no! I'm not going to go that dark. <laughs> but, uh, Ooh, hey, oh. drink some Kool-Aid. Is that a uh, what's his name oh, hey from out. a few weeks ago? Wait, uh, so you get a swig here.
4: Doe or mm. what was that guy's name? Oh
2: yeah, like I said, this regard. The rest of the schedule is all winnable games. So, I uh, like. I agree with Connor. The offense is only going to get better. It's going to keep clicking. I think the person who needs to really turn it around is Patricia and his defensive coaching uh but, but i think it will get better we'll get healthier and uh schedule is favorable every game has been winnable so far but i think we're going to start stringing together some wins so go lions we're going to the playoffs all
1: right uj all right. Nice. yeah baby
3: uh yeah i kind of agree with you guys i think our defense has really been bad but uh I think, I think we're going to see some kind of turnaround here. I think Patricia's going to have a come up and soar in his own little brain, and he's going to figure out something to change that's going to at least give us a chance to stop the run. Stopping the run is paramount, I think, to any of these things we play. And I think he's going to eventually figure out something and hopefully pick up the aggression a little bit. But I'm I'm hopeful we'll we'll get some of these guys back from injury, and I, and I think – we just need to get a couple wins under our belts and, uh, and build some momentum. And, I, and I'm, I'm very confident, especially with Stafford in the offense. And, and uh, I'm still very confident in this team. And uh, I think we're going we're to start winning here and uh, playoff bound, baby. We're getting there. All right.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you guys. And the number one reason to be positive about the second half is Matthew Stafford, our fearless leader. The guy is playing out of his mind. And it's just inconceivable to me that we can't make the playoffs with how good he is playing right now. I I, I still believe in Matt Patricia. I, I still think the guy is really smart, and he can still turn this thing around in the second half to get the defense to a respectable enough level where our offense will win us games. Because right now our offense is going to win us games, not defense. We just have to be good enough on defense, make a few of those adjustments uh, that we haven't probably made yet. Uh, but, again, we, we were second-half defensive team last year. I think we're going to see it again. The schedule lines up really favorably. I mean, really, it doesn't matter who we play this season. Mm
2: -hmm. We have shown the talent
1: to beat any team that we play. And like you said, UJ, just beating ourselves, we can't beat ourselves. The Lions, I I really think they're going to focus, um, and they're going to play well here in the second half.
4: Absolutely.
1: All right, so we want to thank everybody for listening. Um, We just, first of all, before I go on the rest of the spiel, Deep breaths. Drink some Kool-Aid. Drink the Kool-Aid, please. There's still another half of football. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and you know the Lions, the Like we said, the schedule is favorable. So please, uh, keep the keep the faith. Keep drinking the blue Kool-Aid. Um, but you can find us on Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, Twitter Drinking Lions. Um, please leave a comment on there. Anything you can. Uh, we've had some really good interactions on there. Um, iTunes please leave a review please subscribe Uh, Spotify we're also on Stitcher all that stuff Um, but really share it if you like what you hear Um, but we want to thank everybody for listening we really truly do appreciate it Um, and we welcome all feedback so thank you everybody much for listening Um, and last but not least gentlemen as always Go Go
2: Lions Lions! Forward down the field A target
1: team that will not yield,
2: and when the blue and silver
4: wave, stand and cheer the brave, rock, rock, rock,
1: go hard, win the game, with honor you will keep your
2: fame, down the field and gain, a
4: Lions victory, go.